Today we're going to continue with the book of Malachi. This is number three on working through this series called I Am a Great King. And the big idea of the book of Malachi is that God, through the prophet, is confronting his people for a lack of honor that they are showing to him through their behavior. All right, so honor is an attitude. It starts in the heart, but it always comes out. Honor and dishonor always come out. And so God is seeing their dishonor through how they're treating him. And so he's confronting them very forcefully through the prophet and calling them to an honor filled relationship with him in order to receive the blessing. He wants to bless them. He loves them. He's chosen them, he says at the beginning, but they're rejecting it by dishonoring him and by having a bad attitude about God. And so God wants to address this, deal with this and lead them in the right way. And so what he's doing in chapter two is he's confronting the Levites about how they're um, dishonoring him. And in particular, He's talking about how they are not instructing the people faithfully, and he's really not pleased with this. Okay, so here is the word of God, Micah chapter 2, starting in verse 1. And now, O priests, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I've already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your offspring and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offerings, and you shall be taken away with it. So shall you know that I have sent this command to you, that my covenant with Levi may stand, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave them to him. It was a covenant of fear, and he feared me. He stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and no wrong was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts, but you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts, and so I make you despised and abased before all the people, inasmuch as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. I cannot remember ever having poop rubbed in my face. Uh, my mom likes to tell a story when I was young. My twin brother and I were in a crib and we took off our filled diapers and we rubbed them all over the walls. I don't know if she thought we were painting or what, but it seemed like a fun play thing to make all that sticky stuff right next to the crib. And my poor mom who had to find it and then clean it up. We were just babies. Um, that's about as close as the poo rubbing came. But I think that if you ever are in a situation where having dung which is animal poop rubbed in your face, is the right thing, the just thing, then something must have been going really, really, really wrong. Wouldn't you agree? That if the right thing to happen is to have animal feces rubbed in your face, then you must have been doing something pretty wrong to deserve that. 
So the Levites and the priests must have been doing something really wrong. And what we get from this passage is that the Levites and the priests were failing to give good instruction to the people. That's the main issue. They had a mission as Levites and as priests to accurately teach the word of God to people, to teach them how to live, to, to, to reveal to them from Scripture how God wanted them to live in order to please Him. And they were failing to do it. So that passage ends by saying you show partiality in your instruction. You maybe emphasize some stuff, but you de-emphasize other stuff in order to privilege yourself or other people instead of honoring God. You honor yourselves, you honor the people with how you teach, but you show partiality in your instructions. And God says, I hate that. I hate that. You may remember that the tribe of Levi was chosen to be God's particular nation of servants. Um, In the book of Exodus, during the whole problem with the golden calf and the people reverting to pagan worship and setting up an idol when Moses is up on the mountain, Moses comes down and he says, who's going to be with me to help stop this? And his people, the Levites, say, we will help you. And they they set about to stop the craziness, even at the cost of, you know, committing a capital punishment on some of their own countrymen just because they were doing weird and terrible sins against the Lord and bringing a judgment on all the people. And so God said to the Levites, you'll be my special people. I'm not going to give you uh, an inheritance in the land, but I will be your inheritance. And their jobs were to be, some of them were chosen to be the priests and to work in the temple as the priests. Um, some of them were chosen to be, and the rest of them were chosen to take care of the tabernacle and then the temple and to work there and to be close to the Lord. And part of their job as Levites was to guard the scriptures and to guard the true knowledge of God so that when the people had questions about God, they could go to the Levites and trust that they were getting true instruction. And this was just failing. It was falling apart. And the the thing to note about this is that when true instruction from scripture about God fails, God takes it personally. He considers himself to be personally attacked and personally dishonored when people choose not to be vigorous in their devotion to the Word of God, but instead to downplay it or to distort it for some other purpose. There's always another purpose. There's always something that's more important than accurately teaching the Word of God whenever it happens. It's it's not by accident. Um, it's, it's a heart issue. And so God's saying, you're dishonoring me. And in response, if you don't hear my correction, I will dishonor you. I'll rub the, the, the animal feces that's left over from the sacrifices. I'll rub that in your face. And when people come to take away the garbage that's left over from slaughtering all these beasts for sacrifice, you will be taken away with it. It's, it's terrible. It's a terrible warning. So what should we hear from this? I'm saying that this entire book is about learning how to really honor the Lord well and to learn from other people's mistakes and other people's rebukes how to really honor the Lord. And what we can draw from this is that if we want to really honor the Lord, if we want to treat him like the best father and honor him, if we want to treat him like a great king and honor him, we really, really, really need to love true instruction from his word. We need to love teachers who give true instruction. We need to love getting true instruction when we spend time in the Word, in study, or in devotion. We need to love a level of accuracy 
when it comes to God's word and applying it faithfully and to not want to be privileged our own way or for somebody else at the cost of just being faithful with God's word. So you can pray for me. You know, I'm a teacher and of course, while I'm speaking through this, I'm sensing the fear of God coming down on me. Uh, James, I think it is, says, not many of you should want to be teachers because teachers will be judged more strictly. And I see, uh, you know, this is where James gets it from. It's teachings like this where God says, Levites, I take you, I, I hold you responsible for whether or not people are being faithful or stumbling based on how you teach. I hold you responsible for people's faithfulness. When you teach them wrong, their wrongdoing is your responsibility. And the fear of God comes on me for that. So you can pray for me that God will lead me in the way where I'll be most honoring and most faithful to him. The second thing we can do is we can stir up this desire to just hear the word of God plainly read, plainly taught, plainly applied, even at a great cost. We should stir up in ourselves a desire. I just want to hear what the Word of God actually says, no matter what it says, no matter how I might respond to what it says, no matter how much I might feel, whether it's happy or sad or elated or cut to the quick. I need the truth. And I don't need someone to bend it to make me feel better. That would be unfaithful to the Lord. I don't want someone else to be unfaithful to God so that they can help me be unfaithful to the Lord. So we can stir up this desire for truth. You can pray for your teachers that they will be faithful. And you can choose to resist every kind of teaching or pressure that comes from the world that would say, that would diminish the the trustworthiness of Scripture. Or to shame you for really believing in what the Word of God says. We can resist the world because that is honoring God. When we hold on to His instruction... No matter what, he knows and thinks and feels that he is being honored. And when God is honored, he honors in return. When God is blessed, he is blessed in return. When God is loved, he makes his love seen and known in the world. Which is a powerful thing. Be blessed.